Well, if you think about it, you could go ahead and trash talk that computer and then let's pitch our services to the other guy. Be like, y'all pay us and we'll put the other guys down. Yeah. Or see, exactly. Or I could, or maybe if I trash talk, I could say, hey, listen, insert uh, computer company's name here. My computer ain't working too well. You wanna you wanna prove to me that you got something good? Send me a brand new computer and I'll I'll enjoy it here live. We uh we hold them ransom and it's like you guys had to pay us to not talk shit about your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just send them this. I love it. This episode does not go live. It just goes directly to that computer uh, th- that computer <laughs> company and say we will release this episode. Yeah, I, was, I think MSI is the is the the go-to like computer company that does actual like podcast in new media sponsorships. MS, so. I've never even heard of that. You, I swear, Rutz is like, he's the guy who, like, he just knows all the. I don't even want to say obscure, but he just he's got his finger on the pulse. It's because you're out in Cali, like you've got that you know Silicon Valley connection. I mean, that, you're not wrong partially, <laughs> but no, it's because. Uh, they they're a channel sponsor of a filmmaking channel that's really popular in Europe somewhere that I watch. Interesting. Well, yeah. If you ever need to, if you ever need to know some extra things, Cinecom.net. They do uh, visual effects and like basically teach you how to do lots of after effects stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Man, you guys listen to this man. He's going. Just saying. No, I'm not. I uh, I already complained enough as. You can tell my how much I hate technology about what, what we were talking about before David got back on. Uh, the, uh, oh, I already forgot. What were we that, talking about? <laughs> how I was having trouble because our auto poster wasn't working on oh, that, this morning. That's right. You should. You should seriously. I think you. I think you definitely need to include this. Just an example of how bad my attention span is and my memory. <laughs> and my memory as a result of my poor attention span that I can forget something that we spoke about like we're right now looking we're five we're we're almost six minutes in and i've already managed to forget something we were talking about earlier <laughs> i mean yeah like literally five minutes it's like oh well all right whatever <laughs> well Sam, that's just the the cancer from all the fast food you eat. That's all it is, man. It's fine. Oh it's man. Fine. Hey, listen. Hey, you should talk. We're 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 fast food brothers right here. We are fast food brothers. That's true. But again, are we allowed to to talk about fast food restaurants without the risk of losing monetary sponsorships? Because I don't know, man. Of course, great. Of course, go for we it. Just, we just can't uh, reference any specific franchises until they no. They start. Oh well, <laughs> I feel like most a... most fast food most fast food doesn't sponsor doesn't do those kind of sponsorships. So you're good. We can like, be the first. I think the only, yeah, the only one that really has like a sponsorship like that or any kind of presence is Wendy's and now Popeyes. Ah, oh, well, man. you know what I really what I really dig is are the new buns at Burger King, and they're not like super new. But if you guys have ever had any of their chicken sandwiches in the last like maybe year. They hmm. totally switched to this really fluffy bun. It's like golden on top. Like a brioche? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It, it might be a brioche bun. Yeah, it's very good. But Wendy's breakfast on point. Oh, man. You want to listen, listen, Dave Barry. Can we Can we have a – I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Can we have a conversation about Taco Bell's breakfast? I know uh, Rutz and I have talked – Plant. We're getting into this. I don't have anything. I don't have anything positive to say about Taco Bell breakfast, man. I think that they're just a bunch of tryhards. That's what they are, and I don't think they're really delivering, man. I don't know, dude. If I'm going to go get a breakfast, it's Taco Bell's not the first place on my mind. It's just, it's not. Listen, I, I agree. I, I used to agree with you because I, and I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. Rutz, stop me if I have, because I know I've told you this story. I used to live in a, a really walkable neighborhood, and I'd go for like an about an hour walk every morning, and I would pass Taco Bell. One morning, this was like the morning they were launching, I, at least in that area, maybe nationwide, they were launching breakfast at Taco Bell, and they had signs like, oh, free breakfast. And on my way toward the, you know, like on my way, embarking on the walk, I was like, oh, on my way back, I'll have to check that out, free breakfast, why not? I tried one of their waffle tacos. Huge mistake. You'll notice it's not on the menu anymore. It was fucking terrible. But, you know, <laughs> years later, I, many years later, I discovered 
their nacho, their not nacho, never mind, their uh, breakfast crunch wrap and their their grande breakfast scrambler burrito. Oh my god! And their breakfast quesadillas. Oh my god! I'm just yeah, saying. that's not bad. They're not they're not bad, but the th- at the same time, I mean, I don't know, man. None of it really like stands out to me personally. I don't know. Well, just- this is this is the key: is you got to go between ten and eleven, or maybe nine and eleven, because they're serving both breakfast and lunch between those hours, and uh, you can get a nice mix. It's the best way to do it. Well, for me, Taco Bell always had this like I don't know. I'm not drunk enough to to eat there kind of mentality if it's between like you know 7 a.m and i don't know 11 p.m you know what i mean no no 100 percent. That, that, that's how my, that's how my feeling is to talk about in general really like, i would yeah we, we've talked about this i'm not i'm not really a taco bell person like the last time i had taco bell was years ago well okay except for like two weeks ago but before that <laughs> <laughs> Before that, remember I, I told the story. I actually won one of the original PlayStation oh, yeah. fours that came out from Taco Bell. No, you didn't. Uh, wow, that's awesome. Oh, he's told yeah. me the story many times. Yeah, when we were doing um, that, they did the uh, the Destiny launch bundle. Yeah. And my dad, I was visiting some family out um out in wine country, and we're like, you know, we have all these good restaurants nearby, so let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> of course, naturally. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Right, and naturally, and then we roll through and. Pick up, you know, pick up all of our boxes, head back to the apartment, and I'm sitting there, and you know, we have everything. It was all delicious, and I'm like, I'm actually gonna try out this code. Let's just see if it works. <laughs> and it worked, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And three weeks later, I had it, and I'm like, this, this is great. I'm like, so this actually means you can win these things. <laughs> Well, like, I didn't know. I had no idea. What's ridiculous and and hilarious about that is a buddy of mine. Actually, he doesn't even really care for Taco Bell that much, but he was getting their go boxes like every day for about two weeks trying to <laughs> trying to win. I said, dude, by the time you do win, you could have just paid for one <laughs> with yeah. your own cat. Right. <laughs> well, it was it was like my 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 little brother who um actually David, you might know from Twitch streams, charged care. He won he won one as well, like three weeks what? later. And, and from the same Taco Bell. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, let's just everyone go to that talk about if you guys want to win a PlayStation. Yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. You know that this this kind of it's funny because we're trans. This is a smooth transition from food to video games. Basically, our you know our spectrum of interests, (laughs) but at least at least my spectrum of interests. Uh, But anyway, so years ago, and actually, uh, David, there's a this I included this in my article I'm going to be sending you. So I'm giving you a little preview of a story that's in there. I was at a friend of a friend's house and you guys, the, the audience doesn't know yet, but you guys have heard, heard me talk ad nauseum about Earthworm Jim. So sick of hearing it. But like oh, Earthworm yeah. Jim, for those of you who don't know, it's my favorite game of all time. Now Cuphead is like my other favorite game of all time. But, you know, I love animation. So Earthworm Jim. Like, I had it for Sega Genesis growing up, which I think is actually the superior version now that I'm an adult and I can figure that out. But as a kid, I always wanted Super Nintendo. I always envied my friend who had Earthworm Jim for Super Nintendo for some reason. So it had always been this, like, goal of mine. And so I was, like, I don't know, early 20s, hanging out with a friend and his friend. We were at his friend's house. We're, we're, we're there, and, like, obviously, as a video game collector... You're going to have like certain big things on your list. Like, you know, you're going to have like a laundry list of things that you really want to find. Mine was a copy of Earthworm Jim for Super Nintendo. I'm there at the place and I spot in like the entertainment center, like two Super Nintendo games randomly sitting there. And it's like there were no there was no Super Nintendo. There was no like I don't even think there were any video game consoles. They were just there. And I ask like, hey, can I take a look at those games? And he's like, yeah, sure. And now naturally I'm thinking, okay, it's probably going to be like Super Mario World, maybe if I'm lucky, and like a sports game or like Mortal Kombat or something. Or so like I only sports games. <laughs> or only sports games. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what you expect. So I pick up the first one. Guess what it was? Mortal Kombat 2. I was right. So I pick up the second one and I couldn't believe it. It was from Earthworm Jim. Just like, you know, 
And I, it's one of those situations where you look at something and you think you're imagining it because it's so unreal. I have another story like that, but I'm going to save it for another podcast. And then like you have to give it a few minutes for like to see if the, the Mirage image wears off. But it was, it was the game that I was hoping that it would be like, when does that ever happen? And I'm like, hey, are you in, you know, do you still play these? Do you, you want to sell one to me? And he's like, he's like, sure, um, five bucks. So I wound up buying uh, Earthworm Jim for Super Nintendo for five bucks. It was a great, great story. I agree. Is that, a good, is that a good price on that game? I, oh, is it or did I, or I did. Is that a good price on that game? I mean, I think so. Uh, back then, I don't know. Pro- it was probably a pretty, I, I mean, I, I would imagine that Earthworm Jim would have always been at least a $10, $15 game. So well, maybe it, it sold well. So usually the games that sell extremely well aren't always sold at that kind of like rarity price. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. they, so, they made so many of them. But if they didn't have uh, Joe Montana football, then I'm not interested. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Oh. <laughs> oh my Anybody? god! I remember. I remember movie that. Reference? Oh, so much fun. Oh, what movie? Anybody? No, come on, The Water Boy. Oh, okay. I've only. <laughs> bits and pieces of it. Okay. Here's the sad thing. I should have gotten that because I rewatched the Waterboy recently. Believe it or not, Sam, I rewatched the movie. Oh. It was because my my dad's birthday was the 15th, so just a few uh-huh. days ago from recording it. And I he's a huge Adam Sandler fan. So I bought him a replica Bobby Boucher. Yes, that's the best. Yeah, I got he got that one and I got him a um a Shane Falco jersey. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which one he wore, but from the replacements, is, that's right. <laughs> it's even better because last night he texted me and he goes, "Hey, look, I'm not actually working today. I'm staying in. Guess what movies on TV?" And he he sent me a picture. Of course, it's the replacements. Every are time. we um are we doing the title? Are we are are we just are we just going we flown can, right? We could just we could we could float at the end and I'll just okay. cut it off. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Do we have the What's title that? by the way? Is this is this officially? Yeah, let's just we're just gonna drop it. I don't. I've been trying to get answers and nobody's answering. So let's just do it. I think there's enough enough of a difference that, because that's the big thing. It's if they share the same name, can you look at them and you can, can you tell the difference? Okay. Well, I mean, we've got it here, you know, recorded proof that we've tried. And as far as we know, we're good. If we, if we made a mistake, we're sorry. We'll, you know, like, don't, don't go after us. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say it. Um, I don't. Even, where am I right now? I don't even know. What is the title? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was like, "Way to go, Sam!" I was like, "All right, well, well yeah, we'll go, we can go ahead and plug it in at the end. That'll make it. That'll make it easier for me to, you know, snap it. Snap it. So, real, real, real question. Real question, though. Again, what, what is the name? Where am I? <laughs> uh, you know the drill. You're nowhere. You don't exist. You know the Sorry. Drill. No, I very honest. I don't know the drill. I'm just here yeah. to hang out with you guys. You don't. He doesn't know the drill. Should we tell him? He, should we tell him about the drill? Sure. Feel free to tell him about the drill. That, that's the name of the podcast. You know the drill. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and get on out of here. It's nice talking to you guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Quick, bounce out while you can. Yeah, now we're recording now. <laughs> oh, this is live. Oh, we're recording. Oh, it's cool. Broadcast live, coast to coast. I thought I thought I was just on a on a Zoom phone chat. <laughs> everything you said has now been documented probably you know recording just in like on a floaty like you know in a pool well dude, california has so many damn restrictions dude who knows they're probably like restricting like airwaves or something i don't yeah, know but it's, it's they've all got like indoor pools there it's fine <laughs> yeah well that's a that's a thing i've heard i don't know about that oh man over here in north what? carolina what? <laughs> I, I was suppressed. I, I got disconnected. My Bluetooth is just like, hey, you're still connected, but you can't hear anything. Like, oh, okay. All right. That works. We were just talking about how everyone in California has an indoor pool and you were probably just recording float, like on a floaty in your pool, you know, drinking a... Uh, if, I had it, if I had it, I would. Yeah. Drinking like guava juice or something. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned that <laughs> because I did guava yesterday and I did juice them. <laughs> God, you Californians are ridiculous. I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna use it because I'm gonna make some kind of liquor out of it. It's it's the next. It's my next step on my my liquor adventure that we're doing, which is definitely still not on Instagram. Even though you should go over there to follow it, so you can 
follow them being made as soon as they actually but, come but out. But it can be by the time this is out, though. It, it, you know, that could be like a goal of yours. Like, okay, before this gets out, I'm going to start doing this on Instagram. That's right. That's right. I, I, have, I have like three of them recorded. I just need to literally post them because I don't post on my own Instagram, which I should because, you know. Oh, uh, well, we've. I make things on the internet. I mean, we've we've ta- it's funny we've talked a lot about like how much we hate social media. Like you you've said like because you you do a lot of stuff with social media, but like it's also we still don't like it. No, yeah, no, I do not like it whatsoever. Well, we'll do to uh, promote our businesses, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Gotcha. But I swear to God, if I didn't have a business or anything, I would not be on any of the socials. Uh, Facebook, Instabook, none of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pinner, Twinterest, Snapface, Snapface. God, you're all absurd. My chat. You're all absurd. I swear. Oh, okay. I I had yes. a thought, and then it disappeared. Right. I think I know you had like a topic that you wanted to discuss today, but I thought we were going to discuss good. like fast food and you know, I don't know, Earthworm Gem or something. What? Well, okay, actually, back to fast food. Am I? I want yeah. you guys' opinion. Am I the only one? that actually enjoys Starbucks breakfast? I'll be very honest. Have not had it. Uh, I don't yeah. care for the people at Starbucks. And True. I will probably never have it. But their coffee is good. I, I'll get you there. The only, the only reason I was on board with it is they hooked me young. I, I'm not sure if I've told this story. We, my family used, well, David, I've talked to you about it. My family used to own a um, building maintenance company. And back in the day, probably a decade ago, one of our first major clients was Starbucks. And because of the, we, we'd go, I think we had like 500 Starbucks stores all across Northern California, some in, in the LA area, but mainly we, we took the North Cali storm. And we, because of the timing that we would be there, especially when we were in the city, we would run into the delivery, the delivery company that delivers and handles all of Starbucks' food. And most of the time they're like, oh, you're, you're being nice and, you know, you're getting out of our way so we can still do our job. Here's free muffins. Here's free croissants. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is delicious. So I will still go because you guys mentioned, you know, breakfast fast food. I think that's the only place if I'm going to go actually have breakfast at a restaurant, I will go to when I go to Starbucks to get my coffee. I'll actually get breakfast there. And they're not horribly bad. Like they're overpriced, but they're not horribly bad. Uh, you know what? I could believe that it's it's probably good. I think that Starbucks definitely does a great job of maintaining a certain level of quality for just about everything they put right. out. It's just the experience of going in there. I just don't feel like I fit in. I'm like usually wearing like raggedy like paint clothes and like I'm just covered head to toe in dirt and mud. And I feel people look at me funny because I have to go to a certain part of town just to get to a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, that's a- Yeah. And people look at me, they're like, who the fuck is this guy and why is he in my Starbucks? get your ass back out there and uh yeah i don't know but you know what but so i used to power wash cracker barrels for years like like probably like uh, maybe like a dozen of them and not once did i ever get like a free biscuit or a sweet tea or anything and i'm over here cleaning up y'all's like fryer oil at your seven dollar an hour guys are just dumping all over the fucking place and nobody gave me a sweet tea or a biscuit or anything i'm pissed oh man <laughs> how dare you cracker barrel i, I know you need, to, you need to make it up to I, um, yeah cracker barrel is amazing though do y'all have cracker barrel in california no the closest one is in vegas okay. i've never and i've never actually been like because i mean i lived for vegas five years it's like a it's a it's a it's a southern i mean i think they have them all everywhere but it, it's oh, like I'm, a, yeah i'm familiar with cracker barrel no i, I know i'm just that. saying like that's like kind of like a southern staple in a, in a sense i guess i don't know but uh, it's it's. I think well, I think it's it's country food is how they present it as country yeah. food, not quite. You know, I mean, like people got chicken fried steak all over America, you know. But usually, you find it more rural than you find it like in the city, yeah. right? So I don't. I mean, maybe it has some southern roots, but to me, it's more country. And they're always off of a major highway. Yeah. You don't find them like town. That's their shtick is like if you're driving down the road, stop off at Cracker Barrel and get some hash brown casseroles. Oh, man. I, <laughs> that actually sounds I, uh, really good. I used to go to uh, – It is amazing. I Oh, so I, I just want to uh, really quickly just put in my – and I really don't need to, but like I don't really have a strong opinion of uh, Starbucks breakfast. I Yeah, like I don't even know why I had to call attention to that, but like I just – I don't go to Starbucks very, I don't drink coffee. So like I, I haven't 
I've been to Starbucks very like most of my Starbucks experiences have been just like to meet somebody and I, I coffee coffee I I've coffee. had like I know I I had a sandwich there like probably a breakfast sandwich I think like I don't even know if it was breakfast but like it was over a year ago and I liked it fine it's not something I would seek out though no like I, I would definitely go like you're not even going to Starbucks sandwiches are not my like my top choice it's the bread they're 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 loaves are so good like though just so nice and airy and fluffy and i pair them up with my nice chai tea latte or if i really want to go basic and it's the, you know it's the holiday time i'll go get a pumpkin spice yeah or fair. yeah like or like right now they have a um a ginger drink and if anyone knows because i've talked about it on here before i am a hoe for anything and if anybody related. if anybody knows so, i've talked about it before I hate ginger more than anything else. Get it out of anything. Get it away from me. I don't like. I will put it in everything. Like right now, on my on my desk, on my little apple tray, I've got like five oh. pounds of ginger root. <laughs> five pounds? That's so much ginger. <laughs> I just happen to like keep buying it, but I keep using it. Like today, I'm gonna be making a hot sauce. I'm probably what? gonna put ginger in it. Try and figure it. I actually have it. had ginger in a hot sauce before, where it was sort of noticeable, and it was actually pretty good. It adds a bit of like a like a bitter tang to it, which I think is pretty good. Okay, um, so, right, so I, I'm guessing you're I'm a fan of a Moscow Mule, then. So believe it or not, they're okay. <laughs> I, that, used to, I used to I used to drink them a lot. I, no, I, I used to drink them a lot. I've moved on. I am now a uh, a uh, Kentucky Mule boy. Um, the, the bourbon, bourbon, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just bourbon instead of vodka. Yeah, I mean that's good. But the bourbon mixed with the, like that a nice ginger beer is just it's so good. dude. How about a really spicy ginger ale? That's like one of my favorites. Hell yeah! Like I said, you can put ginger in anything. Yeah, and I will. Eat but it. like, but I will you, eat it. I will make it. You know, the the mass produced ginger ale is like. Canada Dry and Seagrams and stuff like that stuff's just, gen in my opinion, it's just like generic soda. But like if you get like one of those right. like local craft made ginger ales where you can actually buy them in different levels of heat, those are the best. And I always like the extra hot ones, man. Uh -huh. You can sip on that thing for like for like thirty minutes. Exactly, it's fantastic. Like we have a, a nice little artisan one that's. I think it's a little more like they have a little bit more of a higher mark to share because I have seen them in like. Nevada and Arizona, but um, Cock and Bowl. Cock and Bowl makes a fantastic, just basic ginger Did you ale. just say co Cock and Balls? What did you just say? Cock and Bowl. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you said, but I, I, I had a feeling Dave was going was gonna to yeah. climb up on that one. <laughs> you should go ahead, and go ahead and apologize for that one. My bad, guy. No, no. Right, no, so good. no, you're totally I kind of heard too, but I, I, knew what, I, but, I yeah. think I knew what Russ was saying, but I was like, this is, this is a perfect opportunity. This is a perfect Dave Barry opportunity right here. <laughs> And you, and you, this played, one's you played into it brilliantly. <laughs> no, if you guys want to try just some basic, no, I, I think it comes in like a four pack. And it's no. just like basic ginger beer. I know, but it just basic ginger beer, and it is so good. It goes well with everything. I'm, you know, if I'm not making homemade ginger something, I use <laughs> cock and balls ginger. You've broken them. You you broke ruts. Listen, I just want to say this conversation is making me feel ill. All this all this talk of ginger, I can. Like I can, when you're talking about heat, I can literally feel that awful burning sensation from ginger. It makes you want to throw up. Well, I'll be honest with you. If you're feeling a little ill, just have a little ginger. It'll, it'll sell oh, your nausea. Ex you know, exactly. Fuck guys, fuck you. It's true. Ginger. It's freaking true, man. You and your ginger. I mean, if you really want something else to help, you know, I have some liquid I, I, death. I, I, some. I, yeah, let's let's talk about liquid death for a second. Have you have you talked to Dave Barry about your love for liquid death? No, but I just want to note that no, gingers no. do have souls, guys. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Studies have not proven otherwise. I don't know liquid death. So I did make the trip because I didn't believe that my local Whole Foods would carry it. Now they had it. I made the trip just to get liquid death. And what is liquid death, pray tell? Okay, liquid death, if y'all haven't listened to the last, uh, the second episode of the podcast, where we talked about I brand identity with liquid death. death once liquid death in each podcast so far, maybe. Probably. Liquid death sponsor. Anyway, liquid death is just water. Okay. That's it. Go on. The catch is it's heavy metal themed. Like everything about it is 
fire skulls and you know he- it looks like they could easily make heavy metal covers out of the it's bottles like, is it it's like so- sponsored by the lamb uh, of god or something <laughs> I, I wish how cool would that be see lamb of god y'all need to get on that you need a partner with liquid death and get something well, going i mean lamb of god has some of the best album covers and like their lettering is is pretty epic exactly It'd be fantastic. Like when you get a chance, David, look yeah, just look up Liquid Death. You'll see exactly what I mean. I went and bought the I tried this sparkling this time. And this is it's not my favorite sparkling water. It's fantastic. Like throw Perrier, throw San Pellegrino, even throw some LaCroix out the window. It's fantastic. The box is even got it's like retro flaming skull. But it looks like that skull is now on acid. Nice. Because it's like, it's all these different colors, like red, blues, greens, purples, and it's like melted, and it's great. You know, and all it is is water. LaCroix is totally overrated anyway, man. I'm not all for that LaCroix. Well, and there's some. There are some I can get behind. But well, for the lot. price point, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see it being much better than even like a generic brand seltzer water, man. But I mean, dude, San Pellegrino is so good. You guys ever had uh, what's that one out of Texas, man? Ah, it's a damn it. Mineral water, sparkling. Uh, Topo Chico. Topo Chico. I've I've had Topo Chico once, and I almost poured it down. Ah, oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm all, I'm yeah, also not a sparkling water person. I'm not a sparkling water seltzer. Not unless it has heavy no, metal liquid death inside. Yeah. Hell yes. Well, I, I was get behind that easy. <laughs> Hell, I I bought it and I just want to keep the I was gonna, just over here. I'm gonna I was going to say cause I, because it's I don't I it's I, that can't, epic. I can't do carbonated drinks. I just like I again that burn like I don't enjoy that. But like when you were describing the art of uh, their carbonated water i almost just wanted to buy it and just suffer through that that burning sensation that you get from carbonation just to have the can like that sounds really cool right i mean like their tagline is literally that their their composition of water is specifically designed to rip out your thirst entrails <laughs> and strangle it <laughs> like it's even down to the copy these people know that's pretty interesting yeah, if you guys want to hear, I told a story about a, a supposed bomb threat that they put out on their Instagram. Go ahead, go ahead and read. I think it's the sec- second episode. Go ahead and talk about that because that, or go listen to that one. That is a fantastic story. They, uh, there was a um, a small, a sm- oh, quick wrap up. Small town. Someone ordered liquid death. Parents thought it was a, a death threat, so they called bomb. Like bomb, uh, bomb squad came in, inspected everything. They eventually figured out it was just water. But it t- took a town and freaked the whole town out. I mean, that's somewhere in the Midwest. I talk about, um, I, I think I already mentioned this, but did I talk about how that sounds like a great advertisement? At the end, you just see the bomb squad and the family all cracking open a can and just taking a sip. I can see that. See, exactly. And then everybody and dies. Company, like, like <laughs> liquid death, water that kills. And this, and this is where I, I, I part ways. Gentlemen, I have oh to go, God. but it's been fun. No, this is, a, this is a for real exit, not a funny exit. This is a for real exit. I actually have to go. But <laughs> all right, Brandon, Rutz, Sam, bye. Catch you later. Bye. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> that was, oh, that was Dave Barry, everybody, as you know. He had to run, but we're, we're but what, it won't be the last what time you, you, uh, you hear him on this, on this great podcast because he's a good friend of ours and a colleague. And we're, I, I, he's got like, I feel like he's a good, like, like sort of like a, a middle ground between you and me. Not that you and I are unlike, but like there's like in certain ways because he and I love the fast food. You and him love the ginger and the, the heavy metal. And he and I love like the, the super immature <laughs> jokes. And, you know, like, I mean, I'm, really, I, I, I love it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Well, what's that? I was, I was glad he was able to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was glad he was um, able to come on. Yeah, that was, that was our, our thirty-seven-minute uh, pre-roll. You guys, you know the <laughs> right? deal. This is our podcast. That's our name, I guess. Name now. Well, it's, it's officially taking the risk. We're, we're hoping nobody goes it. after us because legally it should be fine. But if not, we've done our due diligence, and please, please don't sue because we 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 did the hard work to find out that we think we're in the clear. That's right. We just we have we are not affiliated. We are exactly. And when I say we so did the hard work, that. I say Rutz did it entirely himself. So if you go after someone, go after him because I had no involvement in this. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you?
I mean, you know, oh my God. Today we've got a, a, a spe- we have a special guest, David from Nerd Bacon, runs Modern Rewind on Modern Neon. I would ginger kick you in the face for bringing ginger in my presence. Oh God. Yep, that's right. I hate ginger so much. It's so gross. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. It's great. I don't know what you're talking about. No. If you, you send me ginger, send me that's like, that's a threat. That's like, all right, it's on, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I dare you. I'm, uh, I'm going straight to California to find you. <laughs> hey, you know what? As it's shown multiple times on this podcast, you That's don't true. know how to get around California. You That's still true. Think That's true. The border. I, I have no idea. And, I, and if I tried to find you, I'd, I'd die before I, before I successfully located you. Probably. Probably. You'd be like, oh, Californians, hamsters, avocados, ginger, no. And you'd melt. Oh man! All right, so I want to talk about who? What? About oh, t- oh, right. That's ticket the thing. Mask. Yeah, ticket mask. About Let's ticket talk mask. about this. Okay. So, for those of you not paying attention to the news at all, because I mean, we—that's one of the things that we can mm-hmm. only really do right now. Ticketmaster is causing a lot of problems, as they have been for, for since the day they started. Uh, you're not wrong. What What I'm more interested in is Live Nations, like. Oh, their attempt to rein them that. in, but I'll get to that in a second. So, so for those who don't know what what's going on with Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster, because you know because of the the Rona that is ravaging the country right now or the world, they, uh, have, you know almost every major have any not has been, been canceled, canceled or postponed. Or I'd be curious to know. I, I've seen some, but like. The ones that are already in, oh, okay. like, scheduled for like August, gotcha. and September, it's, it's everything until like, like August is canceled. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, pretty much. Well, even even though even there's a lot of concerts and whatnot that are in August that are canceled because medical professionals. This is as of um, April 18th, have said that we're not even considering like having concerts go back until like. Uh, wow. fall of 2021. Yeah, I heard about that. That's so, kind of that's that's a little scary. I mean, yeah, I could. Well, now, granted, I you know I'd be, but I don't. I'm not a huge concert goer, so I know I myself would be okay going that long. But like, I, man, like I, I I certainly hope that I hope that things change then because like I, I like that that's again like just the thought of having to you know stay and and again you know you got to do what you got to do, but just the thought of having to stay quarantine like this for that. and i'm sure that's not, i i've heard that it's more of a seasonal thing anyway i'm, I'm kind of rambling go on go on no yeah no it's fine but yeah. like if you really think about it it makes sense because that's the last thing okay so it's to, not necessarily you know, like back, essentially they're saying that all this they're just saying like just as an extra precaution they're like we're we want to make sure yeah that that makes sense yeah i mean plus a lot of bands and artists are finding their way you know to essentially yeah. just going back to live streaming their performances you know, over Instagram Live or over YouTube Live. And it's fantastic. Some of them are actually great. Like I watched um, the frontman of the Lumineers did a an hour-long mm-hmm. session of him just playing his songs acoustically. And it was great. Like I, it was a quality concert. And it was just, you know, him hanging awesome. out with his wife and kid. And it was great. It was so much fun. Yes. But back to the point. Ticketmaster, you know, has oh. always been not the greatest ticket company. I don't to, think anybody would. At least, I don't think at least anybody's got me. love for Ticketmaster. We're not. We're not seeking their sponsorship. We don't need their. <laughs> right. We don't need their. I don't think they exactly have good. the money to even sponsor us, even if good. they did. Uh, especially right now. But what the issue is is apparently they like went in and stealth oh, edited God. their refund policy. So the refund policy, because obviously you know tickets are expensive. Like the average yeah. ticket is at least sixty to seventy bucks. And so when people are out of a job. And they can't travel to these events that most of them aren't even happening anymore. Can you hold they on, want their hold money back. Second. Okay. Mm. Sorry about that. And anyway, yeah. All right. So go on. God, I, I'm so mad. My, uh, I had my coffee this morning because you know it's. I thought uh-huh. it's just easier to sit and drink my coffee while we have the podcast. And I was in that that flux of I had enough coffee creamer to make it so my coffee wasn't black, but I didn't have really? enough of it to actually make a difference. Oh, I'm so mad because uh, I did, you know, I did my pickup order like I do most Fridays. I picked up my groceries. I was going down the list of things I didn't have, and I'm like, okay, bananas makes sense. Um, you know, uh, some of the cleaning supplies makes sense. Coffee creamer, fuck you. 
made me mad because I also went to, um, I went directly to my other supermarket um, to pick up things that I knew Walmart wasn't oh, going to have. Poor baby. And I didn't get coffee creamer. Well, luckily, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 stop it. <laughs> luckily, you know, my mom and, you know, sister are coming in and they're like, uh-huh. they do every Saturday. So I'm like, okay, as payment, can you run by the store, please? Get me some coffee creamer. <laughs> And I was like, coffee creamer. And I gave him like a quick list because um, oh, my sister's cool. getting really into like actually making things in the kitchen. Like she loves frying things. That's her, her favorite thing. Every time, every weekend she comes over, I have to make sure I have oil because she likes to make uh, cream cheese wontons. Yeah, she loves those. And she, I taught her and she does a very good job. But just making basically, basically what's like no crab rinds or anything. Just cream cheese and wonton wrappers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, most for crab yeah, rinds barely crab, has yeah. crab. And it's not even, it's right. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's fair. We're nice. gonna try and make a uh, um, a hot sauce today. So I don't know. My my thing is, I don't think jalapeno has enough. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have to uh, worry about wearing gloves while cutting jalapenos. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're good for that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because the last time I did, I did it with fine. ghost pepper. So yeah. All right. Yeah, I was disappointed. The only time I had that was the only pepper they had at the store, and I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding? You don't even have serrano or oh, poblano. Like I have to do with this bitch on the video. All right, all right, all right. Let's... Okay, okay, okay. So Ticketmaster, you know, has been stealth. Uh, they basically mm-hmm. went in and stealth edited their refund policy. So originally, it included it was you know a pretty broad refund policy. You know, if there was problems with your event, like if it was canceled or if it was postponed, you can go ahead and get your refund. You know, they will they will help. They'll make it work. Now they basically deleted the part that includes postponement. So only if your event was canceled, you can get a refund. And most, if not all artists, are postponing their events because it's cheaper to do it that way. So through the refund policy, Ticketmaster essentially using their lawyer verbiage, shifts the blame from Ticketmaster to the event organizers on the side of the artist, saying that they have to basically, it makes sure the, uh, the everyone who bought tickets for the so show, now they're, put, they're putting the pressure when on these artists actually to the ticket events because they're being. I mean, listen, I guess I don't know. I well, it, I, and and like I don't know if you. You're not wrong. That's I don't know exactly if you have more thoughts or things that you're going to say about this, but like I, I guess playing devil's advocate, I understand that like perhaps something like this. I don't know. I'm not a business person, but I could see that them having to do this in a in a in a, a line of defense to keep their company from going under because so many people will be pulling out but I, I don't know I don't know if that's the case I could see that sort of just from an objective standpoint like them but like it's really fucking shady for them to do that we don't need Ticketmaster we absolutely don't like what what is this is the thing that upsets me about Ticketmaster is that I like their events were like you have to buy through this like I I it's okay if you have like a third party website that makes it easier like some people just like the convenience you want to buy it online you don't mind paying that extra money whatever but what about somebody who wants to buy directly from from right. the you know whoever's putting on the show like why do we need this unnecessary middleman to to be taking money for us for just providing a service that not all of us wants oh it's, right. it's especially especially with the exorbitant amount of and i, and I hope i really hope that they don't get away with this and that i hope you know what there's you know what upset you know what's upsetting is that like it's upsetting that there's a lot of small businesses that are gonna be affected the most by this and like you know they're gonna go to go out of business places we love you know places we've we've gone to it and and yet like this these mega corporations exactly. like Ticketmaster, like they're the ones that are gonna stick around like fuck no it should be the other i I really would love to see like some of these big mega corporations decimated by this and then like you know some of the smaller businesses get the support that they need to, to stay because we you know ticket masters just benefiting themselves i mean again like yeah sure they do provide a service for people who want that that's fine but it's not there's nothing essential i mean we don't need ticket master there's there's other there's better solutions to this shit right but yeah I mean, especially what if they, they are just essentially a ticket you know like what are, that's all they are i hate businesses uh, like that where it's just like hey I have right. a business idea that can make us money. That's what it is. It's not really bringing a big, you know, a big solution to the table for a big problem. I mean, yeah, it, it not to dislike. Sure, it does. It is a service. It does do something, but it's not like 
You know what I'm saying? It's not changing or innovating or bringing us something that we really absolutely need. It's just a way for people to make money. I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Here's, here's, my, here's my big thing that, that mm -hmm. was bothering me is Live Nation, okay? Live Nation has been my go-to. Like I will okay. actively avoid Ticketmaster to go to Live Nation. Besides the fact that you, I just like their user interface and right. they normally have the particular concerts that I would go to. But I recently found out that oh, no. Live Nation actually does own Ticketmaster. And so they're essentially letting, because I, I haven't, I'll, I'll follow up with either in, uh, in the description or maybe we'll talk about it in you know, another episode, what Live Nation is actually doing to help fix the problem. Because at least uh, uh, like looking at public image and you know, just what it looks like out on the internet mm. is that Ticketmaster is essentially running wild. So I want, I want to like, like deep dive more into their relationship and figure out, you know, what kind of ownership are we talking or is it a partnership? Like what is going on? Yeah. Because to me, that, that screams monopoly and monopolies, especially in this no, day and age. No, they shouldn't. You know, should not be happening. Like I understand if they own, you mm -hmm. know, you hear that Disney share, monopoly shouldn't you know, happen. That kind of stuff. I get that. Fucking Disney Plus. That's a whole another rant that I can go <laughs> off on someday. I know a lot of people love their Disney, but oh boy, oh boy, am I so tired of Disney buying up every property and people just being excited because oh, we're gonna get our Spider-Man movie. We're gonna get our you know Marvel gets their Spider-Man movie and they get their. How about the bigger problem here is that Disney's buying up everything. Is is your love? of comics that so important that you don't give a shit that Disney's accumulating this unchecked power. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that. I just, I really, that really gets under my skin. When, when that, when that acquisition was <laughs> happening and people not even acknowledging yeah. the fact that it was a problem that Disney was buying up Fox, people were just like, Oh yeah, I get to, they're, they were having these stupid discussions about Spider-Man and fantastic Four, And it's like this, that that's where like comic book fandom really gets, under my fucking skin sorry people but it really does because it's fine to like something i like things too but there's also a bigger picture here that we've got to be aware of and, and talk about here there's some you know there's there's bigger issues at stake here that we've got to be concerned about and not just your the thing that you like sorry uh, you no know. you're fine you're you're one i i i 100 understand where you're coming from so yeah i i actually have um have an interesting um request People in the audience, people who listen or listen to the podcast, if, if you are listening, let us know in the comments if you'd like an episode all about. Oh my god, I would I love think to that'd talk be about. We could, we could really we could play a game Monopoly Wall. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, it's a bad idea. I, I oh my I, god, we could. I don't know. Maybe I'd play. I haven't played Monopoly. I probably haven't played Monopoly <laughs> in like twenty years. God, even longer probably. I just played it recently. Uh, you know because. The family, you know, with the family being all cooped up, they they keep calling me like, let's, you know, play are Monopoly. You, are you play a Uno, killer in Monopoly? I feel yeah, like we'll you just would play it digitally. Monopoly. And I, I'm a stealth player in Monopoly. Like, I will, I'm the one that's short game. I don't really look like I know what I'm doing. But then long see, game, that, I pop see, up that's and I'm the like, thing oh, yeah, I own all these properties. Russ is the money. kind of guy you really want to watch out for. You're, he's the kind of person you want to you be thankful that he's a good guy, that he's on our side. Because he could take over the world if he if he wanted to, but he's, he's fighting the good fight. Ah, well, you know, I don't know about that <laughs> either. Or if I want to rule the world or I'm fighting the good fight. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I like being neutral. I, I am the chaotic neutral. <laughs> for example, get a nerd out for a second. Uh -huh. A bunch of friends and I wrote a D and D campaign a couple of years ago. And my character was the lovely, you know, uh, he ended up actually being like some sage or something. You know, it's part of the lore he was because that was going to be the 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 dm actual like campaigner and so it was my character that was like that i designed loosely but he was the traveling merchant that was just doing his you know due diligence and trying to make a living and helping people as he could who's also an assassin <laughs> ah that 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 has a specialty in poison magic you know yeah like it's it was interesting. It was a, a very fun story. We may actually yeah, should. um you should. Turn it good into story a, is a good story. A tale, um, you know, an actual like fantasy novel. So back, back to the back to the matter at hand for the the um the the Ticketmaster story. Oh, was that it? Were we done with that? 
Yeah, he builds it up, it? and I was like, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into this, but pretty hey, much. I mean, the mob, the monopoly, no, no, the well, we can dive even do it, you know, like because that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Live Nation isn't doing anything to fix the problem, at least as of recording right now. I haven't read anything else. Ticketmaster's running wild, pissing off everyone. I know some shame, artists it shouldn't are be on them. actually they shouldn't canceling to, their shows you know, like that's, so then people can get their may, money back. Maybe they could, you know, may, maybe if they can cancel and then like immediately right. create another tentative show. So that way it's like, hey, fuck you, Ticketmaster. By the way, you can buy directly from us. We'll send you, we'll sell you the tickets. Uh, yeah, like that's, I think a lot of, so there are. Yeah, I know, I know. That, I, 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 not I everyone like, has I know sometimes I talk a little out of line and I don't fully understand. I know that there's a need for like something like Ticketmaster. I just think that there's, again, I think that there's better, there's better solutions. And like, you know, you should, that stuff should be left up to the venue. You know, you should be able to call up and say, hey, can I buy these tickets? Like just at face value. Like, can we not have all these fees? Can I just call up? Buy these tickets, pick them up at, you know, pick them up at the box office. What? Why do we need this whole major co- company that needs to charge exorbitant, you know, fees in order to feed this tumor on the, you know, on the entertainment industry? Right. Yeah. I just, I, I like, I'm more interested. I want to know what Live Nation is going to do about it. Or, like, again, I don't know their relationship. Maybe it's just a partnership. From what I've been reading, is it sounds like Live Nation owns Ticketmaster. Like they bailed them hmm. out a while back, and part of it is so that they own them. I'd be interested um, to talk. I have not heard. Uh, talk to a friend of mine. Um, so I doubt it. Like it would be kind of cool to actually even get him on the podcast. But he's he's a uh, he's like twenty years older than me. He's he's a little old school, so I don't think he'd be interested in being on a podcast. But I I, I I'll, that's something I'll have to ask him to next time I chat with him and see what his thoughts are. I'd be curious to hear what he has to say. Sounds good. Didn't I, I gave last right. week's well, recommendation. Well, do you have I, a, um, a recommendation for this week? Okay, let me yeah. think. Let me think if I got any recommendations. We, we gave a lots of recommendations last okay, week. Okay, yeah. What do you think? I, I do have one, actually. We, we talked about it loosely when you called me um, yesterday. But I do want to recommend for people who know, like, follow my personal, personal music taste and whatnot. We've talked about it. I've talked about it online mm-hmm. hundreds of mm-hmm. times. I'm a fan of the band Enter Shikari. And... They released, they released a new album yesterday. It's called Nothing is True and Everything is Possible. And yeah, I'm, I'll admit they're not, it's not their greatest album, but it's definitely, if you like experimental electronic rock, highly recommend. I, it's their like fifth or sixth album. And like my favorite is still Flash Flood of Colors, which is their 2012 album. I can listen to that. 100% all the way through every time and I'll say um, this new album is almost there they use it they, they took um, what feels like a tool approach and they actually have tracks in there that mm-hmm. are you know like a minute long to under a minute that are just you know separators but they do a very good job unlike a lot of other bands that they actually engineer their songs so they they are designed to flow within each, each one of each other and it's fantastic. I think there's only one, it's like the second song that mm-hmm. it kind of like cuts and you can definitely tell where the two songs end. Everything else, it just flows, you know, it flows right into it. If you guys want to check out, check out at least their single. Uh, they've released four. The The Deep Unknown is their most recent, was, the, was their latest single. And I was torn on it until I listened to it on the album. And it was good. It opens the album. It's a fantastic track. Mm-hmm. But their first single is still my favorite, which is The Dreamer's Hotel. It is, uh, it is a fantastic. It's not like, it's not, because they, they span all kinds of, you know, the, the different edges of the rock um, genre on this, tra- on this album. And it's not heavy. It's definitely more like almost punkish, like almost British punkish, but it's not all the way there. Like it's, you can still get that distinct Enter Shikari sound. So I highly recommend it just came out on uh, Friday the 17th. Yeah, that sounds about right. See. Okay. Um, um, go check it out. It's good. God, I don't know. I haven't really uh, – I actually haven't gotten into anything new at the moment. I I don't know if I – like, I've been kind of plowing through a lot of the same stuff. Haven't been watching any movies. Uh, haven't been listening to a lot of music. But, uh, I mean, I uh, – you know, obviously last time I recommended uh, – uh, Deep Space Nine, still working through that. I, I admit it. Before this gets too long, let's uh, 
Let's, let's wrap things up. We're already at a, a minute twenty, like I'm, or an hour twenty. Like I'm tempted sweet, to uh, sweet content. I'm tempted huh? to add. Uh, yeah, I'm tempted to take some of that Castlevania content and throw that in as like a somewhere. We'll see. Who knows? But everybody, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for thanks to David for coming on and harassing us and <laughs> about fast food. We are we're definitely excited to have him on. Maybe he'll he'll come back whenever he has a minute and you know. Make sure you follow him on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Senor Conqueso everywhere or modern or also at Modern Neon Media. <laughs> I'm not on uh, social media anywhere, so don't follow found me. Uh, this podcast, but, you know, I digress. Yeah, mod- modern. Uh, he keeps me informed on what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Just, so. just follow Modern Neon and you'll get the gist of all of us. And uh, make sure you check out Modern, modern Rewind, uh, David's series on Modern Neon. Uh, we just came out. We're trying Fine. to do it every month. Preferably twice a month. We just, you know, we just don't have the time, but we're working on it. Um, we just had the the Goonies uh, just came it, up for its I think 30, thirty-five. I think it came out eighty-five. I believe ish. Thirty-five or thirty-six year anniversary. Yeah, I think so. If you have any suggestions for modern rewind, leave it in the comments. We I do like uh, movies that are at least at least ten years old, preferably twenty. 20, oh, okay. so you've, 20 you've, to 50. You've we'll do it that it, way. 20 it to 50. was, I think, last time you said it was 30. I know, I know we're going to do The Matrix. Because uh, we had that whole conversation uh, about the 80s and how, like, well, you know. <laughs> we'll get to it. Like, I know I want to talk to about The Matrix, especially because, you know, the new movie's coming out. A movie that's legally uh, allowed to Yeah, play it now. was its 20th anniversary last year, so I'd like to jump into that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that, that's right it is. Mm. Oh, that sounded weird. Okay, anyway, before, thanks for listening. Goodbye, Thank you guys. Farewell. Enjoy the rest of whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thanks for the. Bye. Somebody, somebody's gonna hit on the matrix. <laughs>